What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting edition of Bumper to Bumper Podcast. We're here in the studio at... What's the name of your studio, Charlie? Kingswell Sound. Kingswell Sound in beautiful Los Feliz, California. And we're doing a little live jam session today. We got Chris... All right, let's um, try it, though. Let's try it now. We did the electronic version. Re-intro with okay, new Jack intro. Johnson version. All right, here Jack we go. Jack Johnson Ready? version. <laughs> Guys, just... Mm. Reintroduce yourself. It. Oh, oh, wait. Shit. He was oh. going to sing something. Oh. Starting to bet. To bumper. There we go. Taking off for the summer. Ooh. Oh, I gotta work on my vocal skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a bumper to bumper. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, bumper to bumper. I think we got a new <laughs> intro. Um. What's Thanks. up, everybody? Welcome to a jazzy edition. Jazz, jazz edition 2.0. What did you guys like better? Can we give people some context about where we are? We're no longer in the car. We're, no, we're, we're not never going car. back to the we're car. We're going back to the car. No, because it's good COVID. What? You just can't... Re- Rick, you can't just say when something can't happen, you just can't go, no, COVID. You <laughs> COVID. can't do that. We are We in... must uh, persevere. It's not going to happen. We're going two more years of this lockdown, okay? We're in Charlie's studio. We're socially distancing. We're wearing masks. We're covered in plastic suits. We've sanitized ourselves. We're being very safe. We're 12 feet apart. You got a very big studio. And uh, we're here with Charlie Scoville. Yeah. And we're here with my buddy Micah Bijan. Hello. Am I saying your last name right? Yeah, you did. Nice. Micah Bijan? It's like Bijan Mustard. Bijan Mustard. But with it's, 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 it's my middle name. Okay. Oh, my okay. last name is Waltz. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, cool. But nice. uh, we met on the terms of Bijan. We did, yeah. Very cool. We met Micah on, uh, Micah and I met on a Google Pixel commercial. Yeah. In well, we van. briefly met. Yeah, in a van. We met, we met on the plane. We, we made officially eye contact. met on the plane. And in then, Mexico. what was that like? Were you like, oh, fuck, not It this was guy. like, yeah. I've seen you before. And he yeah. was like, I've seen you before. Yeah. Uh huh. And we were like, we've probably talked before. And we, he was like, I think we have. Uh, yeah. And then we realized we were on that Google commercial. And uh, yeah, we took a van. We were in Mexico City. Just break it down. So hold on. Let's explain it real quick because you are yeah, jumping just into the story here. Right All now. right. So, um, so everyone knows Charlie does the theme song. Charlie, say hi, Charlie. He's so hey. shy. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlie's a musician. <laughs> Charlie, the man. I'm the creator of the theme song. Shout out to Lee Rosen. Yep. <laughs> Businessman. Um, Charlie is the musician extraordinary. He created the theme song to our show. We're in his studio. We're in his home. It was it Charlie's w- idea to do this. It was also Rick's studio at one point, too. We all have we yeah. history here. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, we are up. Everyone's been inside the studio. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Get it? No. Yeah. Like, oh, Eskimo Rick, Brothers. Rick's like got the <laughs> shittiest jokes ever, and they really all show up when he's on the spot. Eskimo Brothers. You what? know what that is? No. You don't know what an Eskimo brother is? I don't want to know. Okay, here, I'll, let me break it down for you. So if there's a lovely lady, and you dated her, and then I dated her, and we both... Got uh-huh. in that. Made we her. would be Eskimo brothers. Where does that come from, <laughs> though? Where did that So begin? you have an Eskimo brother out there. Well, you probably can't say Eskimo brothers anymore. You can't it? say Eskimo <laughs> brothers. I'm going to be the first one to say to you right now, Damn. you can't use the term Eskimo <laughs> brothers. Damn. Damn. Every episode, just canceling myself. Yeah, okay. Well, or you could look at it, you're learning something new every episode. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank like you, that. And that's Charlie. why Charlie is the man. Charlie is yeah. the man. Charlie's wise beyond his years. Teach, not preach moments. That's where I'm at in my <laughs> but life. But where did that come about? Teach, not preach? No, the Eskimo brothers I don't know. Thing. Probably because yeah. they were doing all kinds of stupid shit back in the day. They were coming up with all just, kinds of stuff. You know, maybe it's because everyone, every Eskimo is 
maybe like I don't want to try and break it down because I'll probably get myself in trouble. Well, let's know. think about it. Where if did I that was come to take from? a wild guess. <laughs> it's cold where people are Eskimos. Yes. So they all. Not say it's cold where oh it's cold where people are usually Eskimos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Got you, got you. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, my my interpretation of that would be that when you want to be warm, you're close to somebody. Yes. And so it's like bodies, mm. Mm. you know, mutual Body bodies right. touching. So it's not like a. I don't think it's a sexual term, but people just they slanged it as that. exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Because like, in all of the places, it's very cold out there. But like, I, I hear snow is an incredible insulator. Yes. Welcome to bumper to bumper, everybody. This Where did is, Hot uh, Carl come from? Hot Carl. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is. You came in hot, man. I remember it. Do you it, know what a Hot Carl is? Oh no, you got to re-explain. It's it to when me. you poop on someone's <laughs> chest. <laughs> I thought that was a Cleveland steamer. Oh, yeah. Well, a hot Carl is also. Cleveland. But I got so many bad things in my brain. I don't know who put them there. It's we. I'm looking at Rick across from here. He's in the corner. He looks very devious today, like a little like child who just wants to fuck around. And I'm not having it. I'm. Uh... You know what Hillary's? Um, Hillary's my girlfriend. Her aunt said, oh, Rick is like a big kid. I'm like, yeah, you are. That's not a compliment. That means I'm not a man. But doesn't everybody not grow up to a certain extent? I don't ever want to grow up. Your Toys R Us never changes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is growing up though? It's gaining age. Yeah, but like you know. But that happens regardless of if you mature or not as like a human, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, wait, what? My brain just melted. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to age no matter what. Every day we're getting older, and I'm getting older too. Let's do a song. So. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You all meet. This shit is just off the rails. Already. Yeah. So once we get off that plane, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we get in the van. Yeah. All right. So there, you guys meet on a plane. Let me catch everyone up real quick. So you guys get a job. We get a job. We're on a commercial. We're yeah. on a commercial. We're right, go a from commercial. there. Start Acting. story. Press play. Press play. Sound effect right now. You like doing the sound effects because yeah, you know I'm the one that I I have to add it in That's there. That's hilarious. All right. Let's stop button. Thank you. No. Press play again. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, here's the story. So we met in a van. We met in a van. We I actually that was an airplane. Well, we, it was we, an airplane. we contact you know you, on the airplane. You know how you meet somebody, but you don't actually meet them, and yeah. then you greet somebody, but then you don't actually meet them, yeah. and then once you meet them, you actually get to know them. Okay, yeah. you so, know, I like that. And we get on that van, and then Charlie gets on. Uh huh. Yeah. And they know each other, but we're all like three rows apart. This is before social distancing became a right. cool thing. Yeah, right. This was in like November. This is December of 2019. December. December, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's for an Apple commercial. An Apple commercial, which we can say now. Yeah. We weren't allowed to say anything. We didn't even know why we were out there. They didn't even know. We knew why we were out there, but we didn't know who who brought us out there. A little birdie whispered in our ear. They'll remain nameless, and they said, "This at is at the bar. This is the at com- the bar at the bar. This is the commercial you'll be in." Oh yeah, that's right at the bar. Well, I knew before that too. At the bar in Mexico City. Yes, the yeah. the client said they were there was these four dudes, and they were looking at us funny. Well, we ran. They ran into us at lunch. We went to go have lunch. Yes, you were like Rick, mad Mike drinking. And I. I don't know. We might not have been drinking by then. No, it, we were eating delicious fish sharing food with people that was so amazing yeah and then out of nowhere we sat next to this lady who's from detroit which i got ties there as well we're sitting in mexico city and i'm sitting next to a woman who's from detroit a married woman all these mutual friends (gasps) yeah you were telling me she was looking at me otherwise (laughs) i took a photo of it and i got it on film (laughs) yeah she was looking at you like 35 millimeters she was gazing in your eyes she was missing her husband she was so searching in my mind okay yeah I have the photo if you want to see it in physical. I'd love to see it. Okay. The octopus, though, that we had that day was that's so good. Smacking. Definitely some of the best seafood. But yeah, we were leaving. We were in the restaurant, and the, this table of four uh, men noticed us. They were looking at us uh-huh. and uh, in a weird way, like they right. knew us. Right, right. And it turned out they were the agency that was hired to do this ad. They were Apple. and They, they were Apple. Yeah, but... We didn't know. We don't know what they look like, but they had looked at our faces but and our pictures. Can you kind of tell? Like, I feel like corporate people. Like, I used to work um, for Stussy, and other clothing brand people would come into Stussy to um, look at the gear yeah. to kind of get ideas. And you could tell when someone worked for Nike because they'd be dipped in Nike. I guess you can't be really dipped in Apple, but I would imagine you had like nah, the AirPods they were, in. Yeah. They, were, they were incognito. They were chill. Was packed, yeah. they, they had cool-ass haircuts. They're very they had cool. glasses. Yeah. 
True, true. They had but, fancy but we, stuff. But no, fancy but stuff. that's but the you thing can tell is, their bank accounts we were, were stacked. Yeah, that's was true. the thing. We were at um, uh, Contramar. Yes. So everybody, Damn, good everybody looks yeah. good in there. Everyone's so fancy. In everybody's there. fancy okay. in there. And okay. we're just yeah. like, yo, like this is tight. We at the bar. Our backs are to everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, we like having our own little time with some some people we met, and they're sitting at the table like right behind us. Right. Literally right behind. <laughs> yeah. Like Rick gets and up. They know and he's who like, you are, but you don't know. Yeah. Who they he's are. like, hey, like. Yeah. What's up? I was confused. I was like, well, the, what? That's the crazy thing with commercials, right? Like your image gets like sent through like 5,000 emails, right? Oh, to yeah. get okay. Yeah. Yes. And everyone's yeah. like, ooh, yeah, I like this guy, Rick. He's like a Galifianakis, but uglier. You what know what I mean? The what the fuck? What do you mean? I'm just saying that's what they say. You know, like we want like a really ugly Zach Galifianakis. Wow. Perfect. Bar Look at man. you and your little man shorts you got on You here. can't just come back and make fun of me. Your legs are so smooth. You. Yeah, I got smooth legs. Do you shave them? No. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> I, got I mean, hey, you can do whatever you want, okay? Yeah, no I'm going to live my life. It's okay if I shave do my legs. Do whatever you want. No, I'm not passing any judgment on your legs. Smooth. But I'm just saying, look a you little smooth. You just passed so much judgment. <laughs> I was just stating an observation that people at yeah. Apple might have had about you. Yeah, well, I got hired, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, well, I was like <laughs> go, go ahead. I mean, it still feels like we kind of got the, the short end of the deal. You know, I, you know, working for the biggest company in yeah. the world. Why is right. that, Charlie? I'm not making any statements, but why? Do you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I can just stop. It, it is right. a little weird. They... I don't foresee myself having a career doing this kind of stuff I'll again. I'll say it so. being a SAG actor. Yeah. I'll say it being a SAG actor. It's I think it. it's bullshit that these giant companies have go for non-union jobs and they pay you out so little when... You know, if you're a commercial actor, you should be making you're they're using your likeness and your image. Yeah. They should be paying you outright for it. So when I heard of the job and then I heard the client, I was like, and then you of call course it. makes sense, but they're selling you know, they sell like one computer for probably the day rate for this guy yeah. over yeah. here, you know? Yeah. Um so you called I me was, a scab. I, you what, called me a scab. I called you a scab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it's funny, I, I've be I've I, over time, especially as I understood how important unions are for some people, it's like I'm like, you know, and so you see it with older actors. I see yeah. older actors who are now in their twilight years, and they depend on that big paycheck they made for however long for yeah. some crap brand or it's great true. brand. Great brand. If it's a union job, it's a great brand. <laughs> no, it is weird. Not. I mean, a lot of big corporations are moving into that model of they are, and it's. It, but you see it across the board, right? Like you see it with like a company finding every way to sa- a, a corporation finding a, a, any way to save a penny. You yeah. Know? And if they could do it with their actors, they're going to. So, yeah, I, I agree with you what you're saying. So, anyways, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Bust no, it's in a there cool perspective. My, no, I think you it. were in in the perfect I place like, to yeah, say if, that. Yeah. If we if we we speaking and you got something, you know, delve on it. You know. Yeah. So speaking mind. So you're down there doing the job, and um, and give me the play by play in Mexico. It was a lot of wires, wires? hanging really of, low on the sidewalk. A lot of, of, lot of okay. live, oh, yeah. open-ended right. wires with the copper sticking out. Okay. Like yeah. if you were, yeah. you know, watching where you're walking, you could run into one of those live wires. Lots like, of smells. A lot of sulfur smells. smells. Okay. A lot of sulfur smells. Let me try that. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, this is a magical um, Magi- cigarette that's being passed around. A magical cigarette. And after you inhale from it. That's what your voice sounds like. Yeah, can I have a little? Take a nice hit. Uh, Charlie's studio is a cornucopia of different musical instruments. Uh, we've got guitars, banjos, Ooh, I electric like guitars. What I sound like? Does it work well for me? I don't know. Hey. Hey. This is cool. Yeah, I like that. It's a. Charlie. Ha- oh, we're just. What was that? There we go. Um, now the Pharrell Sleep Dog song. It was like, gonna take my time. You get your before mine. I'm gonna take it slow. Oh, oh, oh my God. The podcast just went off the no, rails. No, this is gonna be a musical podcast today. I'm not gonna lose control. Quit censoring yourself. Censoring? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Micah, do you want to try this? We're passing around a mic like it's a blunt or something. So, you guys are down there. A lot of wires. A lot of wires. A lot of sulfur. A lot of delicious food. Oh, and man. at one point, 
Micah says, what does Micah say when he's down there? I said, yo, this is the same street they shot Roma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were walking down that street. And that was like the last night, right? It was like, I think, second to last night. Yeah. Cause we, oh yeah, that's the night where we we met Charlie's friend and from school. That couple mm-hmm. was making out next. The couple to us. was making. Out. I have a oh photo of that too. That yeah. guy said a oh bunch of shit that I'll, night. Oh, he was saying I feel some like shit. I I'll, share, I'll share y'all some photos from these sto- from this story. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, Micah took a lot of good pictures. Yeah. down yeah. there. He I took, a, a I took an Abbey Road, <laughs> Abbey Road picture of uh, Rick and Charlie crossing the street. That was so. Did they put you up in a good hotel? Well, give me the breakdown of the place. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole town out there it smells a little bit like sewage it's not about it it's like like a sulfur smell matter of fact now that i'm thinking about it apple even though they put us out there they fucking took care of us yeah they 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 they, they stipend us out they put us in sheraton that's true i know know, i heard that yeah the breakfast popping and stuff like that we had our own room it wasn't a bad buyout i almost i almost almost thought i had the bunk bed with rick Right, and I heard he, you know, passes gas when he sleeps. Uh huh. So I pass a lot of gas. I do too. So you know, it's like that's yeah. a that's yeah, a suffocation like, situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Oh yeah. yeah, we did think that that we, they were gonna bunk us all together. We were like, what the fuck? Like yeah. Apple's gonna skimp on giving us our own room, but they gave us our own rooms. We had windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it. Uh, yeah, that that that's that's they should give you your own rooms. It, that's it is cool. Like I'm not trying to hate. Like it's they give you a free trip down to Mexico. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got good money. But you know what? And I also I also feel it's like you know, it could it's it's I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure. Um who knows? It could be a thing where, you know, it wasn't on it wasn't Apple's reasoning and somebody else's reasoning on, you know, trying to do something and then trying to tax too much based on what the person wants. Right. And the creative aspect of it. You know, it's like, Oh, I wanna make this. It's, this is gonna cost this much. Yeah. You know? And Apple's like, Oh, we can only pay you this much. And then, you know, it could be a thing where they're like, all right, well, shit, I want to do all this. And if you really want me to work, then pay me out. Pay me my worth. Yeah. But then they're like, ah, okay, but then we'll lose on this. Okay, let's just go shoot it over here. Yeah, that's well, what yeah. fascinates me, too, you know? that it's like it's cheaper to fly a camera crew out from L.A., actors out from L.A., grip, ele- lighting, electrical people from L.A. with gear from L.A., into Mexico City because you're not paying those union rates that LA require. LA's yeah. expensive city to you shoot feel me? in. So, I mean, permits, everything on the city, it's expensive. So see, like this. Imagine if Apple was a person, mm-hmm. because you know every every piece of business is done through a person. Yeah. Imagine Apple is a person, and they're like, "We want to do this," but the society and the you know the the foundation of you know economics that we are in here mm-hmm. is like. Okay, but you got to do it this way. And they're like, nah, like, fuck that. We'll get paid less because, I mean, Apple's probably getting paid less on this as well. Yeah. If they aren't, then, you know, that's some that's some dick shit, you know. But if they are, then it's like, okay, well, we'll get paid less. We'll pay these people less, but then we'll still, you know, put some put some Apple quality on it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you got to hand it to Ian, the director. Like, he's not fucking around. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ian's awesome. And his story yeah. was nuts. How he even got there? Yeah, what it was. Mean? It was this 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 trip was serendipitous. Yeah, Learned and we got to we got to drop names. First off, it, if it wasn't for Machete, Machete Bang Bang, Shout Machete out Bang Bang, yeah yeah, Machete Bang Bang. If it yeah. wasn't for Machete, we would not. First off, we wouldn't be sitting in this room together. That's true. The three of us yeah. would not be the four right, of us. Right, We would, would not be, be sitting in this yeah, room yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I sure. met Machete first, and then I met Rick. Yeah, that's I right. introduced Machete to Rick. Well, I met her at a film festival, but you, I reconnected you, you percolated her brain because yeah, yeah we went, and she got was going to do a shoot and yeah. then I was saying, Oh, do you remember that guy, Rick? Or, and then, um, and then she said, Oh, does he have this camera? And then I was like, yeah. And then they became good friends after that. Wow. Yeah. We did a shoot together because you mentioned, yeah, I knew her for like a year and a half and I was always like, this girl's oh, way okay, too cool, cool for school. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and so <laughs> my shit she was, was she's got a cool instagram yeah she is she does she does it's very cool hella fashion so fashion you, so okay so machete introduces you all yeah she machete is a uh, connector indirectly indirectly yeah. right okay mm-hmm. yeah machete was doing um and she still occasionally does casting for ian oh and, okay uh you know if you guys don't know who ian pons jewel is then you got to look him up he's he's the, a monster he's monster. the jewel 
of the commercial world. He's yeah. an incredibly talented guy. He's Trans- got uh, such a unique style. No, he yeah, he, he's, he, he's, uh, he's crushing it from yeah. what I understand. And he, you know what? He's just a nice guy. Right. He's not an asshole. I've worked with some assholes. I'm not going to name their names because you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> and there's no need to be an asshole on set, you know? Let me tell you a little trick. If you're gonna, if you're an aspiring filmmaker, be a nice guy. Be nice. People just are, be nice. Any field, hard. really. In any, any field. field. Yeah. Not filmmaking. It's, not it's just hard limited to, to do. Filmmaking. It's not hard to be nice. It's not hard, but hey, some people love power. Be nice. Well, some be people nice. just nice. can't look out beyond themselves and what they need. I think know? it's insecurity. I mean, yeah. that. It, yeah, but the, out, the product of that is not thinking beyond. I've never had a thing where I go into a conversation where I, and maybe this is because I'm an idiot, but like, I never think of like, how am I going to like achieve power in this conversation? I, I never have that. And, but some people think like, I'm going into a meeting. Yeah. Got to make sure that uh, I listen to every first word that every person says, because that's going to tell me everything about that person. They have this crazy like art of war mentality going I've into like, a meeting. I've never heard that. I've one. never had that's that. Crazy. I'm always like, uh, <laughs> hey, and like it sometimes even like a sense of humor rubs people the wrong way. They're like, "What?" Yeah, it breaks down the mainframe. Still don't get the job, and I'm still living in my studio apartment. Just show them your smooth legs, dude. I have blonde <laughs> hair, bro. Okay. Do you shave them? No, I don't shave my legs. Have you ever shaved them for uh, a job? No, I've never shaved my legs. I've shaved my legs twice. Really? In my life. My my legs are hairy as fuck. Once, maybe once. You shaved them. Yeah, maybe like when I was in the seventh or eighth grade. I don't want to go what? on record saying. Why'd you do that? I swimming? Don't know. Were you on the you swim, team? swim team? You never got excited about being able to shave hair? No. Nah. I was like, I, I was trying to grow that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I was like trying to skip a step. I think I was like, um, I think my mom had purchased like uh, Nair? a. Nair? Yeah, Nair. Oh, you were trying to go bald balls, huh? No, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was trying to go bald balls. Yes, you, that you, was it. You filthy motherfucker, you. I'm gonna. Can I curse you. on here? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Whatever the fuck you want. We can talk well, about. Say, it. Let me tell you something. If there's hair on my body, I was shaving it. <gasps> Anywhere. You ever shave your butt? No, I never no. shaved my ass. I've done that once. I've trimmed my pubes. Best and kind of worst. I know some friends who dyed them certain colors. You've shaved your ass. I shaved my ass. How did oh, you do pews? that? What I've never dyed my pews. I have I'd friends who've like dyed them like green. Oh, this podcast is NSFW. Uh, not can I say work. that now? Yeah. <laughs> What's NSFW? Ever? Not, not for suitable work. for work. Who's, uh, guess what? Who's fucking working? It's COVID. Yeah, exactly. nobody. Everybody's I, always, working. I always like being the bad boy looking at the NSFW on the job. NSFW. Oh, yeah. Usually NSFW is like some porn. Some yeah. Jizz shots. Yeah. When I see NSFW, I'm seeing a spread butthole. Ew. Wait, Hell. how'd you shave your ass? Uh, <laughs> like two mirrors and, and some clippers. You, what kind of clippers? Uh, oh, like a buzzer? Oh, yeah. I had to like get like, I have one that's like s- separate for yeah under the waist. I would shave my back. I would set up an iPhone oh, shit. on a tripod. Yeah. Take a video. And then I would airplay the live feed to my TV. Yo, that's so crazy. I'm staring at the TV of that's a smart. photo of my back and I'm shaving my back. But I got... Chris shaved my back once, and now my girlfriend Hillary shaves my back. I did it once. Hillary's fire. She's tired. She's so tired. Yeah, Hillary's awesome. How is she doing? She's doing good. She's working her ass off. She works for. Uh, she's a writer for a, a commercial agency. She's okay. hilarious. So too. things are happening out there in the world. Dude, she's hasn't had any time off. She's just been working at home. Good, basically. Good for her. Yeah. What do you do to you know like keep her stoked? Do you bring her coffee in the morning? Do you take Maya for a walk and yeah, pick what's flowers? And what's, what's, the love, what's the love languages? How do you maintain How do you maintain love, right? Communication. I think you're the only one in this room right now who's in a committed yeah. relationship. Communi- communication is key. Uh, you know, expressing your love, uh, expressing your appreciation. You know, it's like the little things. Just like a hug. You know? How do you express appreciation? I'm curious. How? You just go up to her and then you just, you know, you you tell her that you love her and you just give her a hug. You don't even have to say anything. They love that stuff. How don't you? How don't you? Yeah. What do you mean? What's the opposite? Like, how, how, oh. how, what are some ways that you don't show it? Just being, like, unaware. Cue of... romantic music, real quick. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. This the... is a, a new segment of the show we like to call <laughs> Rick's Love Thoughts. Yeah, I think, like, you don't show it by being self-centered, you know, by not... There's another person there, especially yeah. if you live with them, and you have to you appreciate. It's appreciation. It's respect and appreciation at the end of the day. But would what, you say it's appreciation? It's appreciation. What yeah. do you? What do you? What's one thing you appreciate about her? About Hillary? Uh, her brain. 
Okay. Just so her and I, we can talk about anything. Like we're on the same page with everyone. We can talk about the craziest conspiracy theories and we never judge each other for like anything Change that it we to say. The Titanic music? <laughs> Charlie, I think we need to cue something up for Yeah, just for Miss Hillary. I never met anybody like Hillary that is where we connect on all the same levels, like physically, emotionally, intellectually. It's all there. So you and don't disagree about anything? No, we do. That's we good. Do, we do just we get into disagreements about a lot of things, but it it's done in a way where there's no hate. Like it's um we can we can appreciate and respect that we're individuals, but we're also together. that feels like something that's not happening on a large scale. Well, I'll tell right you, now. like COVID and the pandemic completely. If you were not committed to your partner during this, then you're gone. Right. Like you. Yeah. It, it, in the beginning, it was a little rough because she was working from home and now we're all of a sudden around each other. And you learn right away, like, you have to communicate. You I've gotta, gotten so close with my pops just yeah. at the house. Like, we'll, like, you know, go tit for tat in conversation and communication. And it's like, you know, they're, we got guy talk, girl talk, yeah, family right. talk, yeah. business talk, money talk, you know, all politics everything. talk, everything. You know, before it was just like, you know, What's up? Peace out. Yeah. You know, and you're on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In a way, we kind of could hide behind all the bullshit a little bit and not get into things. And nowadays, I think it's like, well, who cares? Like, we're all locked in. Like, right. everything's kind of been robbed from us. So it's like. That's what I love about it. I yeah. mean, you see, like, in the beginning, families in the neighborhood walking, you know, spending time with their kids. All the yeah. kids are done with school. The, right. the parents can't work or they're working from home. And now they have to go inside and connect and. You know, it's, I don't know, I think humans, like, we're really good at adapting to any amount of change that's thrown our way. Yeah. And so... How did you two meet each other? Me and Charlie? Yeah. Another Machete store. Okay. Yeah. Let's get so, into it. So, um... Machete was living with me at the time. Machete was living with... Yeah. We should machete call, we should call Machete at one point in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Put on speaker. See if she could talk. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So, um... One day after... It, it might have been after another, you know, Ian job or um, or I might have just been chopping it up with Machete. And we were like, yo, like, let's hang out. And she was like, yeah, my roommate Charlie has this show, this, this showcase he does once a year. So I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, I've seen him on, you know, her Instagram before right. and he seems, you know, mad cool. Yeah. And uh, I had never heard his music. And I was like, you know, I'm always down to just, you know, just jump in. Yeah. See if I like some shit. See if I don't like some shit. Right, right. And we go. I forget where the place was. It was, it was the bootleg. The bootleg a year ago. Yeah, the bootleg theater. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. and he had his uh, his boys, uh, Mir and Cozy, um, some 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 other people from school. There were like thirteen people. It was like there thirteen day. people. It was it was looking like fucking Earth, Wind, and Fire on that shit. In a in a in a, in a square with lights. It was a light show. Met his dad. His dad. I didn't even know it was his dad. Oh, I think I went to um, that show. Yeah. I think I think I had seen you in yeah. the distance. His dad bought me a drink. Like yeah, he just yeah. introduced himself, brought me a drink, and we just talked. And he was like, "Yeah, man, that's my son." And I was like, "Yeah, that's fire." <laughs> yeah. And um, at, at this point, I still don't know Charlie. Yeah. But I started recording parts <laughs> of the uh, parts of the performance because okay. I'm like, "Yo, these dudes are fire." Like he had jacuzzi in the front, and then and then Charlie's just going back and forth, and he's reminding me of. Um, I forget the guy's name, but of of uh, Snarky Puppy, how he's <laughs> how he's on the bass, and then he he goes around and he like right. curates and whatnot. So I'm like, Building yo, this the song exactly like right. talking to everybody while right. they're you know um, while they're while they're on their instruments, and I'm like, yo, this dude is fucking tight. He's fucking nice. And I think Machete's <laughs> like, yeah, he's only like you know I don't know how old you are at the time, like like 21 or something like that. Like it's a mystery how old Charlie is. Like he 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 sounds old, he looks young, but then he looks old, and then he he sounds youthful. <laughs> he's timeless, you know, timeless man. And yeah. so I'm recording and you know just peeping the scene, and it's so tight. And then after I, I meet him, he's like, yeah, man, thanks, man, thanks. And then he dips off, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's in his element, and you know like that was tight. Like you know I played that dude's going somewhere. Yeah. And a year later, we're on this van, and then. <laughs> He doesn't even remember us meeting. Right. And then I show him a video and he's like, dude, I was so exhausted that night. And like, I kind of don't even remember like the whole performance. Right. And I'm like, man, yeah. Cause it, it just looked like he was just, you know, he was in his zone and everything sounded so good. And it was just, it was so dope. And I was like, 
you know, damn, like, I'm so glad that, you know, I just jumped up and said yes. And um, and then we played each other music in those Sheraton hotels. Yeah. You know, we were just we were just chilling. And he was like, yo, like, you want to go make some music? Because we all exchanged, you know, it's like it was like summer camp. We all exchanged yeah. numbers and we were like, I'm in this room. I'm in that room. OK, meet up, you know, and let's get in some mischief. Cool. And Rick was sleeping. He was on a sleepy dad shit. Farting. And, uh, Sleeping and farting. And Charlie starts, uh, he, he whips out his laptop and he starts playing some jams. And um, and then I go to some old stuff that, that's already, you know, like already out. But it's like, you know, everything's new to somebody who doesn't know it. Sure, sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, shit. Like, let's make some music time. And I was like, yeah, let's do We've it. We met like yeah. five times since then, Bruh. officially. Yes. Like, like seriously. We're, I'm still I've figuring seen, out where yeah. Micah's coming from, though, musically. Like every time I feel like I hear something, it's like a new facet or a new lane where I'm like, I didn't think Micah was trying to write music in this way or in this style. It's not That's like you're right. trying. You're just doing things. I'm always yeah, like dude, man. surprised. Like, I'm just... Micah, would you consider... Your, are you, do you gravitate more towards the music or the acting? Or is it like the same thing for you? Just It's like a... It's like a, it's it's a it's a push and pull mm-hmm. battle. Sure. Um, I noticed that a lot of the acting stuff had, you know, come a little normal out of like just like personal choices and characters and yeah. stuff like that. You know, imagination. Like right. I'm, I fucking live for imagination. Yeah. I fucking live for you know like Disney, you know, Pixar, yeah. Toy Story, my favorite. Um, <laughs> John Williams, the master of imagination. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm there. What did you do as a kid, like with imagination? Like, did what? you? I mean, draw, yeah. Yeah. Uh, paint. I was always into sports when I was younger. Um, it was, it was, you know, sports. I, I grew up in Inglewood and mm-hmm. in South Central, so it was like, you know, we couldn't. There were a lot of limits on shit. Yeah. You know, we couldn't go a lot of paces. We we couldn't afford to do a lot of things. So it was like, you know, you either had to, you know, imagine with your friends, you know make up things have you know imaginary games and shit mm-hmm. um or you got to you know do certain things where you know you just you just were able to be yourself yeah, yeah. you know so that i i drug that experience into damn we're it's crazy how so many stories connect know, to other it's, stories it's wild so i drug that into um just just figuring out like uh, uh um what i wanted to do right so i went to school for psych mm got a degree in psych because i just wanted to learn how people uh how people like the, the study of just people's behavior yeah right and I, I was i'm always interested in people you know I, people watch i'm sitting outside fucking yeah. watch people giving them stories yeah. all that i like watching movies uh at a young age you know i didn't grow up with like you know cable and shit like that so i used to watch old like videos and stuff yeah. like back to the future and they say to be continued i'm like shit guess i watch it again tomorrow yeah you know like i didn't realize it was a second one you know yeah um and but my aunt worked in sony oh cool so i used to get all like the screen uh the um the the screenings mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it was kind of being inputted in my in my mind back then right and then my pops was in a um was in like the 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 biggest uh party promotion uh, business uh, biggest party pro- he was a biggest party promoting group yeah it was called Un- uncle jam's army and like their entire situation just like you know shaped like all like gangster rap and well not shaped gangster rap but shaped like the party scene of like hip-hop and stuff like that right. Right. and then when gangster rap came he like jumped out of it so i didn't have that experience with my pops but like I had the, you know, the after effects of like, you know, like, yeah, these are my friends and, you know, yeah. that and that mm-hmm. and that. So like all those. And then my mom cleaning up. My bad. I'm fucking talking like a long time. No, this is, uh, this is awesome. My, my mom, every time she would just clean the house, um, she would uh, or anytime I couldn't sleep, she would play like classical music. So, you know, that's how I got into like, you know, the Beethoven's and, um, you know, uh, Debussy's and so on and so forth. So sure. it was just like everything. I was picking up everything like in the back end, yeah, the, you know, like secondhand smoke type shit. Yeah. And so by the time I got to college, I'm in there for psych. Um, one of my homies from high school, his dad was like, man, yeah, you know, if you guys are going to college, you know, don't go there to get a job, like go there to learn how to think for yourself. Right. So I'm like, yeah. I always had that in my mind. So I, I knew where my, I knew where my friends were. I knew where my core was. I knew where home was. I didn't try to, you know, like, like plant myself in something too soon. Yeah. And I got into poetry. And so I used to always go to the open mics. Nice. And I had a homie, uh, Matt Cassianos, who we we started this thing called the Green Box. So it was a little bit of both where it was like I was I was doing the art artistry um, as far as like music for fun. And then 
acting. Mm. And one day he was just like, yo, like you should probably just take this serious. And so I took shrooms and you know, <laughs> that's how, that's take how, that's seriously, how, do some shrooms. that's how the, the, the that's exactly right, what the, it was. Was that your first time taking take, shrooms? Take some shrooms, have a good cry. Uh, oh, yeah. shout out to Frank. Uh, uh, that was, that was my shout first out to time. Shrooms. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, that's, so that's when I took, started taking music serious. Yeah. Right. But along the way, when I was working at, um, I had a friend who plugged me on a job. Mm. Uh, my friend Naya plugged me on a job for, uh, for, uh, Trader Joe's. Mm. Third and La Brea, Jewish community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Epicenter. Right yeah. That one's busy. Especially for actors. Yeah. So I'm not acting at this time. I'm just working at Trader Joe's. Um, 200 South was right there. Yeah. 200 South. Mm -hmm. 263 South is, is their address. Mm -hmm. And um, so while I'm working there, uh, fucking uh, every I, I would only work there like three days out the week. And, and just let me know if I'm just going too, too crazy. Not at all. Um, this is all fascinating. Three days out the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I knew I didn't want to work there. I knew I wanted to do something else. And I just had to figure out what it was. So yeah. I was like, every day I need to get three numbers whether it's somebody i'm attracted to yeah. somebody who's just is cool or somebody who i feel like i want to i want to work with work from or learn from and i would do that and i would have like jumbo stacks of like cards and just just receipt papers of numbers i'll tell people hold on because i was writing something that i forgot from somebody else when i was just trying to write yeah, a number yeah. down or, or write a fucking rap down yeah and after just making relationships there um there were two specific uh customers there were two two customers um, one was this older Jewish man who um, was uh, differently abled, and he would always come in, just gentleman, and, um, but he would need help to his car. So mm -hmm. I would just help him to his car. We'd always have talks. He would always check on me. I can't even remember his name, and that kind of you know makes me feel guilty. But um, he used to suggest, when I started growing my hair out, he used to suggest um, that I that I jumped into acting mm. he was like yeah man you got the personality this nice look so on and so forth yeah. and i was like man I, I don't know you know yeah shy about it you feel me shy about yeah. it real shy about it but i loved how movies were and i loved how music was in movies um which had connected me to charlie yeah like that's what makes our bond so strong you know and um so to finally fucking get to the end of the story um he suggested i would and I would talk to him every Saturday, but one day I stopped coming and eventually stopped working there. And um, I felt like I needed to do him a justice and just at least try it. Right. And I went for the first information that I had from another friend who I met at the grocery store. His name was Will Catlett. And he's in like Issa Rae's camp. Mm. But back then he wasn't. Yeah. And he used to come in. I used to hook him up with groceries and shit like that. Um, and he was like, yeah, man, well, you know, if you ever want to get into acting, you should try the open castings at Daniel Hoff. Mm. So I quit the job. I'm out of a job. I'm out of school. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let me just try. Nothing to lose. Nothing yeah. to lose. And um, so I finished school. I go audition for Daniel Hoff. And then shit, the snowball rolls and we're here That's now. That's awesome. You know? So. Yeah. I love that. The acting kind of happens neutral. I mean, uh, neutral. Uh, uh, it comes together naturally. The same. And, you know, I, I just hone into that and, yeah. you know, learn and go to classes yeah. and shit if I, you know, am interested in classes. And then the music just always is coming along. You right. know, it's like that, the jet ski on the water, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And now that I've finally found somebody like, you know, Charlie, um, I haven't necessarily had like that friendship where I, I was able to, like, fully be invested in music yeah and the fact that he you know has the same heart for it as i do and you know he he knows a lot more than i do i feel like i wouldn't say that <laughs> in in the sense of he has a lot of knowledge yeah mm -hmm. and then i have a lot of different experiences that i ne wouldn't necessarily have the knowledge to express in the way that he can but then I feel like I have some, you know, some stories or, you know, just expressions yeah. that I can give to him that will add to yeah, him as well. You know, so it's like we it's 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 a relationship where it's like, oh, shit, like I got to jump on this relationship because, you know, we 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 can we can light up a room. Yeah. You know, I feel like that that's important too. kind that's of awesome. what you were saying. That's such a great story. Like it reminded me of the the 
thought of like it's really important to know when you're green at something like yeah. when you don't know something because it puts you know puts you in that vulnerable space that i think a lot of people are afraid to be in right because they want to be a know-it-all which is like the world's worst place in my opinion it's to fucking be. ridiculous but i think if you're able to say like i don't I'm like, don't know how to do this. You know, it's like similar to Rick and how we work together. Like he's a great filmmaker. And like, I always knew that his capacity to like put something together was like far above other people I had worked with. And we just clicked. So it was just like, and so through that, I've learned so much, even with this film in the quarantine movie we were working on, I was freaking out. So I was like, I know, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I know, we could be doing better at this or you know yeah, tell us like, more about that we were speaking on it before yeah. we started rolling a little well bit. it's just it's a it's a movie that i put together my friend um what's JJ, it called again it's called six feet apart, six feet apart. <laughs> uh, hey. it's called six feet apart yeah that's right so go loud. watch that go I'll check that out tap in but uh <laughs> little sound effect are you recording all this yeah everything's recorded it's all being recorded. You know, tell, uh, how did you get approached to make that movie? So it was like beginning of quarantine, and um, my friend JJ reached out. You worked with JJ and JJ uh, Abrams. No, JJ, <laughs> JJ Nolan. JJ. JJ Nolan. She's friends of mine. Uh, She's awesome. Jacob Zakhar and Clark Duke and all those people. I got no problem dropping names. I'll drop them left and hey, right. Yeah. Pick them up. Hey, and support the them. Room support and them names. Yeah. Support them names. And uh, and she just hit me up. She's like, "Do you want to do a a quarantine rom com?" I was like, okay. I had no idea what that was going to entail, but I was mm. just like, let's do it. Was it was a lot. Tell us. And so they drop off a camera, sound package, lighting package. Fire. And they're like, uh, clean, all, you know. And then a couple of weeks later, we started working. And it was a lot of work, <laughs> you yeah. know, because it's not just work to set up the shot. It's 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 mentally going like, man, I hope I'm in focus. Man, I hope it's sounding yeah. okay. There's no way to monitor anything. Uh, so there's that fear of like, is this setup going to come out complete? Right. And then there's also the, the, the step, the process of like moving the camera over, resetting the shot, getting it going is now like an hour longer yeah. because you have to set up the shot, record a little bit, go in front of it, come back look at the shot, record the take on your phone, send it to them because they're on Zoom chats, the, right. the DP and the director, get approval from them, then set up, then worry if it's still in focus. You know, I think it was like halfway through, they were like, just switch to autofocus because we don't know yeah. if you're going to be in focus the entire time because there mm-hmm. were definitely takes where we would do the whole thing and my um, camera's out of focus, but I couldn't tell <laughs> because right. I'm learning too, you know? Right. And... I'm going, oh, I guess it is. When you blow it up on the computer, it's a little out of focus. I couldn't tell on the monitor. They didn't give you a monitor to look at? while you No, were, yeah. it was just there. So it was very bare bones in regards to like what they gave us. But I will ha- I will say um, when we I saw the final product in regards to some of the dailies, I'm like, it looks good. Yeah. It, you know, and, and it, I was happy to like be a part of it. It was just like in the it, and it gave me something to do in the middle of quarantine that was like a bit of a structure which was nice i have a question for you yeah based on your experience from this drop off process zoom situation sure do you feel like a pandemic uh, an unexpected pandemic will cause the film industry to digress in a sense um Meaning, will it, it? I mean, of course, not not permanently. But do you feel that this is something that will will push us back in in like quality? Okay. Or do you feel like it's just another thing to? You well, know, I don't want to. Yeah. No, I get the question, and and Rick and I talk about this. Yeah. I, I think um, six feet apart was attempting to make like and is attempting to make like a traditional like you know, rom-com, 90-minute kind of film, right? But I think the beauty of the pandemic uh, was it stopped everything, you know? And I think it did stop Hollywood in a sense. And Rick and I talk about it often where it's like, thank fucking God. Like, maybe, like, a movie doesn't need to be two hours long anymore. Maybe a movie can be 40 minutes. And I really appreciated, too, how it leveled a lot out. You know, I had friends that were releasing projects with major studios and it was interesting to see 
how it was the release was the exact same as any of us releasing something on the internet. There was no hierarchy of release structure anymore. Sure, maybe they were on iTunes and they had big press behind it, you know, and that in which you would release like a major film. But at the end of the day, came out on a digital service and people had to decide whether they wanted to watch it or not. And it was in that same, you know, um, mindset. And I thought that that, or a competitive level or however you want to call it. And I think that that is a healthy thing for creativity and, and, and a releasing structure because it levels the playing field out into which people can make something and, and just put it out. You know, they're, they're really at the end of the day with Apple TV or whatever platform you're watching things on, there's no difference now between YouTube and Netflix, you know, the public yeah. access versus... And you know what? That's a that's a really, 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 really good perspective. And I mean... I mean, I don't I, know if Chris I, is talking about what that impact is, but just what it is. Right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, and right. I'm agreeing with you. And I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I think the impact is... Um, uh, I, I can't speak to it because I, I think Hollywood is going to try and, um, and and hold on for dear life to yeah. what they had. Yeah. But I've you start to see conversations where movies are going to work more on green screen and go less yeah. away from practical. It's so be like smaller crews, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's. I think on that level, it's just they're not going to be able to accomplish as much. Like I, I worked on a music video last week, and the director was like. This is the same as a commercial shoot right now, like yeah. four people in a room, yeah, know, like for a huge company, so, which I personally love. Like, and you're I, the master. Yeah, of. I think like the small. You don't need thirty-five people on a set. You yeah. know, how you, am I going to be able to weasel my way in as like a PA though? Like, I've always been able to be I, a PA here. Well, and you're there. not going like, to be a PA. Oh, God damn like, it! I feel I like those days are. You're going to be a composer filmmaker, you <sighs> son of a bitch. Yeah, I think it, you got to step your game up, like. Yeah. But uh, PAs are gone. It's done. Now I, the actor is going to be the PA. Yesterday I did a shoot. I did a short film I was acting in. It was four people. And everyone just instinctively started doing all the roles. Like I was doing art, you know, props, helping. What? Not because oh, they yeah, asked yeah, yeah. me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because yeah. like there's no one else to do it. Yeah. And then it yeah. becomes like this small little family unit. Right. Um, and it, I personally like it. I think yeah. that I think sets should be small. I think ideas should be smaller. We don't need these Marvel hey, fucking movies. It's, it's 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 crazy because two things being one, I have that same relationship with some people in San Diego, mm. where like it's it's the you know smaller smaller group. Yeah. We all help each other. We look out for each other. Yeah. It's chill. We drive our own yeah. cars, shit like that. And then the the second being, um, it's almost making it you know. Like mainstream media says, you know, oh, you need all this shit. Yeah. You need all that shit. But then they're like, oh, no, all you need is just an idea, yeah. some, something to shoot with. And, you know, because I don't know if you guys see those memes of the kids in Africa. Uh, I, I don't know if it's Africa. I think it's Africa. Oh, they're uh, doing their and they own. Re, they yeah. recreate the uh, the trailers they or like, like the movie scenes. They call it sweeting. Like that, that term. That's cool. It's called sweeting. That. Yeah. It's sweeting? I think so, You're yeah. schooling me. Yeah, where they're like recreating it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah. And they do it like split screen. Yeah. Yo, those kids are so they're it's so fun, dope. Yeah. Like oh, like man. it's yeah. but it's just, you know, like people are people are getting, you know, getting love for for their quality creativity yeah. rather than their um, you know, their 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 big, you know, right. big shits. Right. Yeah. Big cameras and I was 11 years old. I remade the entire uh last like action sequence in the first Matrix in the elevator. What? Whoa. Like, we got to see this. Yeah, Charlie, how did you I wanted to ask you like how did you get into this creative field? Cuz you've you've done films and you've I done music. I did a music, lot of films. But where did it all you want I, to talk I about? I think it? I first remember probably like 07 or something like stealing my mom's like flip phone yeah. and taking uh like a stop motion animation of me like having some piece of clay come out of the bathtub drain nice or like me like floating around the floor and moving yeah. like those were some of my earliest and i just remember like i wasn't even able to export it i would just click through the selection of my mom's phone on the shitty screen and yeah. see it and just be like oh my god like i'm floating that's cool you know, this thing's coming out of the drain <gasps> mm -hmm. i just remember getting like way bigger and bigger into it like i was obsessed with like like uh, the this, the fake blood right. in films, and I was always researching how they did it with the fucking squibs, the little explosives with the sure. liquid, and and then I remember discovering uh, Andrew Kramer mm. back Ooh. when he was doing. He's like a video compositing guy. He okay. created a lot oh, of stock yeah, images yeah. of explosions and he smoke. Like, he has a school, right? It's like yeah, a, yeah. He, I was back like I was introduced to him in the earlier days, so I would just eat that shit up, I, and I went from like 
you know, shooting uh, like all-purpose baking flour out of a straw to create, you know, a gunshot effect. Yeah. And I was oh, starting shit. to composite it. And then I was heavy into that. And cool. then I think at one point it was just like I was trying to shoot some zombie film, huge script that I had wrote. And I'm like 14, wow. no budget. All my friends are bored. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so then I remember like at some point starting to realize like, yo, if I do a take on the computer of my voice, I can I can do another one and another one. I can manipulate it. I can make it sound like there's an ensemble. Yeah. And I think the frustration of not being able to like make ideas happen on film that I wanted sort of just started to... But with music, you could... To be music. Cause it was, and it was shitty for a long time. I was like, I think, you know... I got like a CD somewhere that says like cat hair smoothie. Yeah. You know, from like 09. What was the name of your first music project or your first band? Um, I think it was with my next door neighbor, Avery. It was, I think it was called Funk Bousy. Funk mm-hmm. Bousy? <laughs> yeah. That's a tight name. And uh, it was just some garage recordings, just guitar and bass, no drums. Cool. Um, it's my dad. I should bring Put him, him on speakerphone. Yo, you're on. Uh, you're live on the podcast with Rick Darge, Chris Candy, and Micah Vaults right now. Better say something important. Oh, nice. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Robin? Good, good boys. Hey, Charlie, can you uh, verify to this guy on the call that I can talk to him about this? Yeah, can I keep everybody on speaker? Yeah, hold on a second. Okay. This is great. My dad's been... We were just sure. talking about your dad. Yes. I got my son alive. Charles, yeah, okay. Charles Scoville speaking. Your, yeah, okay. Will you verify your birthday? So you authorize your dad to speak on your behalf? Absolutely. What is going Thank on? You. Awesome. We'll beep all of that out. Dude, my this? dad has been working pretty hard to get me some life insurance. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. So shout out. Shout out to life insurance. Yeah. All right. I like that. Sorry. Let me know what them rates are. I might yeah. get you some better ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's telling me he's getting like 30 calls a day now. Hey. Do you guys want to do a little musical thing? Or? Yeah, yeah let, let, wh- where are we at right now? What's, what's the timetable? We are, we're approaching an hour. Okay, like yeah, 52. let's do a little music. And um, Chris is trying to get to the beach. I'm trying gotta, to go to the beach. you got to show off his legs. Does someone want to get on a synthesizer over there? <laughs> yeah, I, don't do, I don't do shit for music, so it's all you guys. Do you want to get on a synthesizer? What you feeling? You want, no, you do it. You want the mic? is so loud. Yeah. Is you there a way to turn that one down? Yeah. We can do that whatever. Thing, that right there. Yeah. Just that. Yeah, we're getting set up. We're we're um. Let's put we'll. Check check check. We're uh impromptu music time. Good time. Chris has got his legs out. I'm staring at him right now. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are gonna sing. I'm I'm really looking forward to just. That's what my homegirl said too. Saying doing whatever you want. No pressure. This is on the spot. We didn't plan this. Goodfellas is pretty good. I I really liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite character? Oh, Pesci. probably Joe Pesci was really good. I like them both. I say Pesci. Wait, why'd you just bring in the weird drum right now? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, I like that. Sounds very Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, I love Johnny. Uh, 
Want me to speak louder? Am I speak loud enough? Am I talk loud enough? Do I talk loud enough? They wanna answer. They wanna answer. They talking answer. I say they cancer. I say they jump around. I say they jump around. Asking me questions. One of these lessons. I ain't fucking with it. I ain't fucking with it. Go watch a movie. Learn my shit from Spike. Need to do it. Spike Lee would do it. Go and do it. Where we going? Where we going? Where we going? We up the shoes and we moving. Off the shoes and we going. Off the shoes and we jumping. Off the shoes and we running. Watch out. Watch out. Live on the motherfucking Bumper to Bumper show. It's Bumper to Bumper out in LA because we out here to get dollars. But they got us thinking we gotta be spending all these dollars. Good morning, Vietnam! Shit going crazy. Fireworks going out. Popping. 12 to 5. Where these fireworks coming from, motherfucker? Two hours of this. I feel like Rick Rubin. You look like you look like Rick Rubin. That was great. Let's let's call. Let us. What are we calling? You trying to get to the beach? I mean, any last words? Any last? This was. I had a good time. This is great podcast. This has been great. Yeah. Do you guys think the moon is real? Yeah, dude, it's real. Or do you think it's a projection? No, man. Cooper took us there. I mean, the light that is being projected on it is real. I mean, I think... Do we live in a matrix, or is it a... To some extent. <laughs> I lived in that final scene, which you should definitely look up, you know, Charlie Scoville Matrix shootout on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Look it up, audience. It will embarrass me, but... Well, the least we can do is end it on the thing let's that we end, Let's end it with. on the music. This was a great one. Oh, shit. Oh, jeez. Charlie just broke his mic in half. Here we go. Thank you guys so much for uh, bumper to bumper. We got to change the name because we're no longer in a car. We're going to keep it going for a little bit. I had a great time. We where had, can everyone uh, find each other? Yeah, where can we find each other? Well, I know where I can find bumper to bumper. But where can we find Micah? Uh, Micah where can people find you? Oh, yeah. 
micasvault.com. We'll put links on the all the stuff. What about you, Charlie? Uh, you can find me in the studio. Find him in the studio in Los Angeles. Uh, you can find me on my Instagram, Charlie Scoville, S-C-O-V-I-L-L. My website, charliescoville.com. Boom. Again, but you can always find me in the studio. There we go. Let's do it. And Chris, we can find Chris in a little alleyway with his shaven legs. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody.